0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Raising Dakota podcast with me, your host, Courtney, and if you're a special needs parent, you're in the right place, so I hope you can sit back, relax, feel inspired, and always, always remember, you're so much stronger than you could ever imagine. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome back to the Raising Dakota podcast. First, I want to start by saying thank you so much for all of the support. I truly appreciate it. And thank you to everyone who tuned in and listened to last week's episodes. I know I shared a lot of information with Dakota's diagnosis, his story, as well as the journey our family's been on for the last seven years. But I felt this information would be very helpful for you as listeners to understand what our family has been through as well as some good baseline information for upcoming episodes. So if you haven't checked that out, I would definitely recommend it from here. I want to take you guys on that journey with us. I want to go back in time. I want to look back on all of the big events and really look more in depth at them and share our experience as well as the things that we learned, how we prepared for some of them, if it was possible, because I will say, With Dakota, that is the one thing I have learned is to just wing it. I used to be a planner and I still have some moments that I can plan for and have a little bit more control of, but most of the time it's pretty well winging it. But just looking back at those experiences and sharing how they taught us and how they've changed how we communicate and advocate for Dakota, whether it's in the medical or his school setting. Like I shared in last week's episode, we found out at 20 weeks that Dakota was not developing appropriately. He was extremely small for how far along I was, as well as his brain was pretty severely underdeveloped and he had a cyst on his brain. He also had some concerns with his intestines they hoped was just a blockage, but come to find out they dead-ended. And he also had a possible issue with his esophagus. Thankfully that resolved itself, but it never needed any further attention. He had no issues with his esophagus once he was born. So we spent a lot of time at the doctor. We had second level ultrasounds. We also had other tests that we had performed on Dakota, um, like an MRI, an ultrasound of his heart while I was pregnant with him, as well as he had to complete a stress test because three days before he was born, We went to go do our standard second level ultrasound and Dakota was not doing anything he was supposed to do. He was supposed to breathe so many times, move so many times, and he did not do anything. So then we had to go to another test that they hooked the baby monitor up to my stomach and just watched him for several hours. And he did not do anything they wanted him to do. He would have, the whole time we were there, maybe two kicks. We ended up landing in the hospital that day and spending the whole day in the hospital because they were concerned Dakota was maybe in distress or having bigger issues. During my pregnancy we did a lot of imaging and blood work and tests to try and get the best idea of what was going on with Dakota as well as what to expect and hopefully how to prepare the best we could once he was actually here. We were given so many worst case scenarios that we'd we didn't know really what to expect, but we were trying to just get the best idea of what possibly could be going on. But one thing that we did opt out of was the amniocentesis. We did not do that because after discussing it with several doctors, it was obviously recommended to us, but we decided not to do it because we realized might give us some more helpful information but we don't know that it would have provided us any more information than we already had we felt the images of his body from the mri gave us probably more information than the amniocentesis would have and it also wasn't going to change our course of action when it came to his medical intervention anyways So no matter what it told us, it wasn't really going to make a difference. So we decided not to do it and our physicians agreed they didn't think it was worth the risk because Dakota was already having so many other issues that they didn't want to take that risk. I'm really thankful that we had such an amazing team of doctors to work with and provide us so much support. I feel like they really made us feel like we were part of the team as we were But you don't always get that when you are working with people who are experts in this field. Sometimes you feel like you don't know enough and you're not fully a part of the team, but this is just your reminder you are a very important part of that team because you do know your child best, and it is important to speak up and ask questions. During our NICU meeting where we met with the team who was going to be caring for Dakota afterwards, it was very informative, and I remember I sat at that table and cried, most of that appointment because it was just a lot of information it was really scary to hear but they all reassured me that Dakota was going to be in good hands they asked me questions to be able to better help me or ask if I had questions but they just sat there and thoroughly communicated everything that was going to happen to the best of our knowledge and just made me really feel included as well as knowing that my son was going to be taken care of so well I want to share with you guys some of the things I did to help me be prepared during my pregnancy for doctor's appointments, as well as Dakota's NICU stay, because we were given so much information at every appointment that we went to, I had to figure out a way to keep it all organized. So what I did, and I still do this today, and I recommend it for anyone who has a special needs, medically complex child, or themselves are medically complex, but... I just created a binder that I took with me to every appointment. I even took it with me when we were in the NICU as well. But it just had contact information for me and my husband as well as emergency contacts for us, insurance information, and then also contact information and locations for all of the physicians we were seeing with addresses for all the different teams that we saw. Anybody who was in important to my care or Dakota's care. I just wrote their name and contact number down so that way we had it all in one spot. In that binder I would also include after visit summaries, any reports that any doctor had given us, as well as any genetic information that we had received from the fetal care team. Pretty much any documents that were given to us that I felt might be pertinent to my care or Dakota's care I just put it in this binder and I took it to every meeting with us so that way if they gave us new stuff it went in there just as well. So that way we had it all in one spot and it was easy to find and kept everything just together and organized and I still do that today. I have just a Dakota binder that includes his information as well as current physicians, therapists, just that important information that's just good to know. And the other big thing that I did, and I found this just to be very helpful, and it set me up, I really feel like going forward, is I bought a blank notebook because anybody who has been pregnant can relate to pregnancy brain. You tend to forget a lot. And so I was also working full time. So I feel like my brain was just constantly going with all of this information, learning about Dakota, as well as taking care of myself because I was pregnant and taking care of my full-time job. So I just had this notebook and it was my Dakota notebook. I took notes in it at doctor's visits, things that I might have thought of at random hours. I just jotted it down in there and any questions I had, I kept that notebook with the binder and I took it to every meeting. So that way, if there were questions that came up from that meeting, I could ask those questions or they might have answered some of the questions I had. I also used that binder to put my checklist for things that we need to remember to bring to the NICU or have prepared prior to the NICU and things we need to have done around the house. It was just my Dakota notebook to keep all of my notes and everything in one spot and I just found it extremely helpful. I also like to have things written down and to have that visual kind of in front of me. So I just found it helpful and I definitely recommend it for anyone who is getting a lot of information because it's always nicer if you have all of that in just one spot. It's easy to find and easy to bring with you. Now I don't really use a notebook as much, but I do have a planner where I document all of Dakota's appointments and i use the back of my planner to make any notes i also in the back of my planner list all of the departments dakota sees and the last time he saw them and when we need to schedule again it just makes it easier for scheduling so just trying to have more of those important things to know just have them documented i find that to be very helpful before dakota was born i also did some background research into the hospitals the hospital i was going to be delivering at as well as the hospital he was going to be going to. So I just went on the hospital and looked for a floor plan or a layout. Even though we switched the hospital I was going to be delivering at to a different hospital, thankfully I had already had family who had been to that hospital so I had a good idea of the layout. My husband didn't but it was helpful to have information to know where we go in at where we are going to kind of be at in the hospital how to get to the parking garage just little key tips like that i just looked up so that way when we're headed to the hospital we're not trying to fumble around and figure out where we're supposed to be it's pretty self-explanatory and laid out for me i also did that for children's as well because it is very overwhelming when you walk into a children's hospital. There's a lot of people and a lot of things going on. We had already spent a lot of time at the fetal care center, so it gave us a good idea of where the NICU was because they're right beside each other at our hospital. So thankfully, we had spent so much time in the hospital prior to Dakota being born, so I got a lot of that understanding of where things were at before he arrived. And that I just find to be helpful so that way you know where you're going. And I also think it reduces stress. If you have an idea of where you're going and where you need to be at, it allows you to be able to focus on what you need to accomplish. So if that doesn't show you that I like to be in control and I'm a planner, I don't know what else will. But I think my brain and the controlling parts of my brain took over because there was so few things I had control of during my pregnancy and being prepared and planning was the one thing i could actually have control of so i feel like i tried to prepare and plan as much as possible because i knew what was to come i had no control over it i could not plan for it and i just kind of had to hold on and wait for the roller coaster ride to happen but i will say a lot of those little things that i did have definitely helped me with dakota's medical and school care today It's helped me stay organized and stay on top of things that he needs from me, but I will say he's also taught me to wing it because he from day one has let me know he is in control and I just need to go along with it. There are some things when you have a high risk stressful pregnancy that you can't plan for and that part of it was definitely the scariest part for me. Knowing that Dakota was having complications and he was going to go to another hospital if he even lived was very hard, but I am still to this day very thankful that we had that information before Dakota was born. Knowing that he was having all these things going on with him, we were able to create a plan and to prepare for what to expect the best we absolutely could because not every family is able to have that experience to know something's wrong before their child's taken to a NICU or to another hospital where they need to have surgery. So knowing that information, I feel I was lucky to have that to be able to know what was going to happen and try to mentally prepare myself, even though I don't think that is something anyone can mentally prepare for, but it helped me make decisions like when I went into delivery, I told my family that I didn't want extended family there. My mom, my sister, and my dad were there. And I told them I didn't want other people there because they wouldn't be able to see Dakota. So I didn't want that extra stress and pressure and honestly that extra heartache. So I had my mom, my dad, my sister there for me. And then my husband had his sister and his mom there for him. And we planned that out that way because we knew Dakota was going to go to the other hospital so my family stayed at the hospital when I delivered they stayed with me and my husband and his family went to Children's so that way neither one of us would be alone and we would have somebody with us so that way we could have some support system and I am still thankful for that and that knowing that information ahead of time helped us be able to make those decisions because I couldn't imagine going through that by myself and then deciding to send Dakota to another hospital by himself with nobody there, even though I know he was little and didn't understand and had no clue what was going on. just made me feel better as his mom that he wasn't alone. But those little things, by having that information, I found just really helpful and helped my mental health. Like I said, even though I don't think that's something anybody is ever prepared for, because I still remember to this day... Once I delivered, my body was on autopilot. My brain was on autopilot. It was, what do I need to do for Dakota? That's, that's all I cared about. And so just a friendly reminder to make sure you're taking care of yourself and your mental health and staying on top of your health because it can very quickly get out of control. And it is very important because if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't do the best for your child. I just want to share one last piece of advice that was given to me pretty early once we found out all of Dakota's issues and it's a piece of advice that I still use to this day when it comes to making any medical decisions for Dakota. So we are getting all of our test results, all of our blood work, all of our imaging and trying to figure out, you know, what's the next course of action? What tests do we do next or what team do we meet with? And we just had a meeting with one of our doctors and he reminded me and told me that the numbers and the reports can only tell us a part of the story. The only person who can tell us the full story is going to be Dakota. And if the decisions we're going to make aren't going to change the course of medicine or the course of the treatment or actions going forward, then it's really not medically necessary because if it's going to make no changes, It might provide us more information, but the benefits aren't worth it, and it's too big of a risk. Then it might not be worth it. And he said, Dakota can be the only person to tell us fully what's going on. And we won't know that until Dakota's born. And just taking that piece of advice of remembering Dakota tells me the full story is just something I really take into perspective when I'm making decisions and thinking about future choices for Dakota because it's just a reminder every day that the blood work, the labs, they can only tell you so much. Dakota is growing, he's healthy, he's doing things, he's thriving. And that's important. And those are the things that people sometimes forget to take into perspective when it comes to medical decisions. They look at the reports and they see all these things, but they don't look at the overall image. And I've been told multiple times, Dakota looks like a hot mess on paper. But when you get in person with him and you see all the things he's doing, he has surpassed every expectation that has ever been set for him. And that is amazing. And that is where they mean Dakota will tell us the full story. A diagnosis can't define him. He's the only person who can tell us what's going to happen. And so I definitely really take that into account when I am making decisions for him, whether it's in the medical field or in everyday life or his school life. So I just wanted to share that with you and remind you that a diagnosis doesn't define anyone. Anyone is capable of overcoming anything, and that's the amazing thing about Dakota. He is a fighter, and he pushes, and he does not give up, and I am thankful for that every single day. So with that being said, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Next time, I'm going to be going into our NICU stay and sharing a lot of our experiences there. So I hope you tune in. I've had fun chatting with you. See you next time.